And here we are, the John John Show, right? I had the wrong, I had the wrong uh, camera on. <laughs> Go ahead. You're the, good. the John John Show. We have both Johns this time. Last time, just cards and letters just pouring in saying, is the other John all right? Is, is everything okay? And is it the yeah, first right. John or the second John that was missing? And so we want to clear the air on that. And where was third John? Uh, next to Jude. He, he, was. he was running he was running around Jude in Revelation. He was. Isn't that crazy? Awesome. That's the truth. Are you That's advertising? Are you advertising for who today? <clears throat> no. Uh, no, I'm going to um, take the camera off me for a second. Take the camera off of you? Mm-hmm. Off of you, okay. The John John Show on the Pulse, WV Live. That sounds really good. I know it. I just it, they'll, they'll never know how I, I thought you that. were advertising for Coke in support of their show. Well, strike. no, I can't do it. Coke Coke is in the they're in the gutters with me. I don't I don't like Coke for what they're doing. But anyway, that's another story. They're on, they're going on strike tomorrow. <clears throat> Are they? Yeah. Oh, good. Well, they've good. Working, they've been working nine days on a uh, on a deal, and they can't seem to get the deal. So, But who are you advertising for water today? Who's uh, that? Oh, the water? Yeah. Uh, I'm advertising for uh, my refrigerator that has a filter. Really? And an empty <laughs> bottle <laughs> no, that you just fill up every time? No, I, well, I, I could if I could get that little hole to fit over the water coming down. It does. Have you done it? <clears throat> well, you know, here's the thing. Those filters are um, about 50 bucks on Amazon. They're not cheap. Yeah, they're not cheap. And and I'm very good at replacing those. I don't let those that light stay on forever. I replace them. But I buy them on Amazon. And um, so I'm thinking, okay. Christy, she drinks bottled water. I don't because we pay $50 for a filter. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and I do that when I uh, drink a lot of water. I got this really top, tall yellow cup. I could have brought it, too. The yellow cup? Mm-hmm. I got a real tall yellow cup, and I'll fill it up from the refrigerator because of the new filter. It's a new refrigerator, so obviously a new filter. Right. And um, so, yeah, I do the same thing to save a little money, yeah. Absolutely. Well, the John John Show is uh, alive and well, and uh, I don't have much of a throat today. I guess I preached hard uh, the last time I preached and sung hard. And Good message if anybody wants uh, to tune that in and check it out. Well, the, the Lord really helped me. And yeah. uh, so this is all I got right here. It's almost to a whisper. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Well, you know, when I had when I had COVID, it's like it hadn't come back yet. My, oh. voice, my, vo- my voice hadn't come back yet. Yes, you mentioned that after and, COVID about how your voice was affected. Yeah. Which is really strange. I, I could believe I had COVID. I, I just thought, you know, it's... I, I was think it was really a false shocked. reading. I think it was a false reading. Oh, no, I felt it. I think that, <laughs> no, I felt it. Oh, no, it was, it was real. <clears throat> but that was like a couple months ago, but I'm still working on getting my throat back. <clears throat> you know, so I'm just praying about it. Yeah. Because you got to have help. it. Yeah, because yeah. you got to have it. No, both of us, you know, um, we both talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, definitely talk. I just finished uh, that Southern Gospel show. You're getting ready to do one of the music that inspires after you get done here. And, and so, as you said, Sunday music that expires. Expires, yeah. Never, <laughs> never expires. Uh, no doubt about it. Leaving for Florida tomorrow. So this is the last um, podcast of the of the week. I think and I've calculated every other week is when you go. Every I think. other week. We yeah. haven't been since February. <clears throat> oh, bless your heart. Since February. Then we'll be back in June. But, oh. uh, you know, for our vacation. That'd be oh. for our vacation. And this is not, this is a relaxation. This is Christy's birthday week. Oh, it's, your, it's part yeah, of her birthday. part of her birthday. Yeah, we yeah. see, we, we believe in celebrating a birthday the whole month. The whole month? Yeah. Well, we're starting 
<clears throat> Looks like you're tomorrow. Doing it. <laughs> We're starting, starting tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Month is not over yet. No, it's definitely not. Even though it's towards the end of the month, no doubt. So on, so you are on part nine in Gasway oh. for the Connect Group, and you're on part four on the podcast. Yeah, if you check out my pad podcast, Growing with God. Uh, you'll see it on there twice, but folks, I'm telling you, it's amazing. These two programs are almost, not totally, so different. The things that God has merciful, mercifully shown me, things that I will have on one episode here, but the one at the church, it's different. It just, sometimes I don't get to my notes hardly at all. Wow. Uh, and that, and that's, that, happened, that happened two weeks in a row recently where I hardly touched my notes. That's why I was, I'm all the way up to nine because uh, the things that happen. And, and, and I pray every time I get up, I say, God, I've got notes, but help me to say what you want me to say. Well, and Cynthia does your intro. And, uh, well, she's if, just, you want, if you want to call it an intro I think now, it's moving I think, into, I, think, <laughs> I think it's moving out of the intro into the body. I think she's working on a book. That's what <laughs> I, She's working on you sitting there the yeah. whole time. <laughs> now she has guests. Yes, <laughs> she does. <laughs> she has her own guests now. Yeah, she, she wants a cooking show. Yes. She's quite a cook. Yeah, she she wants a she cooking show. Quite. She can she can do the cooking show. Oh, she's got this one chicken and rice bro- uh, and broccoli recipe that's just uh, out, of, really? out of the park. Well, a little sound effect right there. Did you like that? Yeah, out you, of the park. you and your sound effects today. <sighs> uh, that's definitely for sure. <laughs> so um, baseball but, yeah. season, you know. <laughs> I, do you like baseball? No, really. No. I don't. I really don't watch. Uh, I did watch a little bit of college, but then when they got into all this new thing where they're making money now, and you right. can you can transport from one college to another without any penalty, and then your better players aren't playing in the bowl games unless it's for the national championship. It's like, I, it's it's losing its appeal as college sports does. I mean, college sports is one of the things where you feel like, man, they're playing for a team because they just love what they're doing. They're they're a real team, not because their contract didn't run out in the NFL. And so now college is becoming more like the NFL, and it's losing that wonderful uh, flavor that college sports has had for many years. I miss that. You miss that? So I don't listen to much and watch much on it. Well, I will tell you. Gunsmoke. Now, Gunsmoke, that's another story. Yeah, uh, that's that's definitely a a good one. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, we want to, uh, uh, Cynthia Sandy, who was married to John Sandy for many years. Right here. And she is actually, yeah, he's right there. (laughs) (laughs) He's actually, she's actually wanting to do a cooking show. So we've been working on some excerpts for it. So here's uh, here's uh, just a little excerpt of her cooking show that I know you'll love. I know it's going to be good. You'll love it. Lord. It's going to be really good. I no promise. Wonder, no wonder she hadn't started yet. This is Cynthia making popcorn. <laughs> Hold the popcorn, stick it in the macaroni. Stick it in the macaroni. So there's more of that to come. That's going to be Cynthia Sandy's uh, cooking I'll show. Fo- I'll be following the notes there. You wrote them down. <laughs> yeah, you wrote them down. You dirty bird, get it burning. You dirty bird, get it burning. You dirty the bird, get it burning. See, you can do the cooking show with, you know, if you had somebody, if you had somebody that, um, couldn't cook. Of course, I know Cynthia's a great cook. Yes, and, she is. But if you had somebody who couldn't cook, you could call it burning with the person. Oh, you know, there you, you go. know, burning with uh, 
Burning with Laquita. You could do that. Burn, burning with Laquita. Yeah, burning with Laquita. <laughs> and then I could throw in little things like like she like she does something. I go, what was that? Yeah, you, you could. Know, I could do that too. No so. doubt about it. Well, that's good stuff. <sighs> so um, I'll be back in a little bit. Cynthia and I are going to breakfast. Yes, and Tudor we'll has you. a special today. It really? Mm-hmm. What is it? It's any all you can eat for a thousand dollars. It's called that's called grazing. It's called take it. Yeah. yeah, it's called it's grazing. Called I love to graze. Well, you're always on a diet. That's why. You know, uh, I, I eat so much. I, I mentioned mean, to you the other day. How many times have you lost the twelve pounds that you're trying to lose? I, you know, I believe in a review. I believe it's good to review, and so I review those twelve pounds over and over. You and keep over losing again. that twelve pounds and gain it back. And then, you know, so this time, and I say this every time, this time, yeah, right. I'm going to weigh myself every single day. And if I start to go over just a little bit, I'll cut back some. That is my plan. That's your I plan? A, I have a vision, and I'm going to try it. So on my way, losing weight right now. and um, How much have you lost? Uh, about 10, maybe. 10, so you have two left? Oh, I've seen wish. you. Lose. I'm about a third of the way. That's I've seen you. Lo- you're so little, though. I've I've <laughs> seen you lose that twenty pounds or ten pounds. I don't know how many times. You That's know, why I wear a hat because I'm so fat, and it hides part of the fat on my head. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You like my little look? Do you like my little look? I do. I like that. Yeah, it's kind of like you and Pastor Jay. Well, yeah. Well, you and Jay had a hat on the other day in your program, and I asked you about that, and I thought it was a men's thing because you guys both own. Uh, Type of motor mics, motor mics. He doesn't have a motorcycle. Oh, that's right. He doesn't. No, but, but, but he wants one. <clears throat> but he wants one. And that's good. Yeah, It's he a does. start. It's a start toward manhood. And you <laughs> have one. I mean. What's well, coming. It's coming. In. Yeah. Anytime you get a motorcycle in the mail, that's all I'm going to say. If you can get yeah. it in the mail. You know, is it coming in a box? Well, I'm surprised. I mean, I'm surprised they're going to get it in that, you know, where your letters go. <laughs> they're going to put it in there. Be stuffed in there. Yeah. Oh, oh. assembly included. You know? Yeah. There's a few things that you have to do to it. I went on YouTube the other day and looked, and you got to put the wheels on it and a bunch of oh, little man. tiny things that you have to do. Well, but it's not going to be any big deal because I, I know how to do stuff like that. I don't think I've ever assembled anything for myself or my kids. And Ikea is not down my alley, okay? Just forget about Ikea. I've done that kind of stuff, too. What is it? Ikea. I don't know what that so is. So you buy furniture, you assemble yourself and stuff. It's big. Oh. It's really big. John, my son likes it. I've never, I don't think I've ever assembled anything that I didn't have a piece left over. Is that bad? It could be, <laughs> especially if it all falls. Especially Ikea. if it's a motorcycle or a helicopter. <laughs> Ikea. It sounds like somebody that does something to your car. Ikea your Ikea, car. Ikea your car. Yeah. <clears throat> that, that's it. Well, you, of course, there's the car Kia. Car but Kia. That's totally different. You this know, they Ikea. don't put a spare tire in the Kia. <clears throat> they don't? No. They give you a can of fix a flat. Honestly. They, they quit doing that. Well, they're, I'm, they're, I'm familiar with the can. You spray it like you do, you put an air in the Yeah, but it's and it goes, terrible. I mean, it just <clears throat> gunks up a whole tire, and I just recommend you not to do it. Yeah, I don't. I, just I replace can see it. that. Yeah, just, re- just <laughs> if you can If you can get there. If well, you got a flat, you, know, you got AAA. Good. Triple A. Oh, you can do everything. I mean, it's just Triple like you, you just want these passive aggressive people that are constantly bragging on yourself, and you do it in such a humble I don't. way. No, see, there, there, that's it right there. What? So you you have a humble way of bragging. It's just I don't know anybody that does it quite like you. You do it really well. You walk because when I, I mean, walk away are... from you, I'm going, what a great man. Oh, for the love. Because you have such a great way of hiding your humility. You just you ooze confidence, but in such a humble way. 
Well, I do pride myself in being humble. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do. You the you demand. Well, you know, you I demand. Just, I try to, but you know, here's the thing: they're literally going to ship. Don't that don't, that motorcycle? No, to don't me. don't start. They're going to they're gonna ship. They're going to ship it to me. And uh, do that to me. I, I mean, they're going to stop it. Stop <laughs> it right now. They're going to ship it to me. Uh, they really are. Uh-oh. And then I'm going to get on it and ride it after I get it fixed. John Sandy with part four. Did you tell me what you have? What you bought? Did oh, you tell the people yet what it is? Oh, it's uh, say a, it, say it. Oh, a moped. Moped, yeah. yeah That's it's a, burly. It's a moped. I, sh- I need to show a picture of it. You have we'll a, do some video of me okay. out riding. Oh, yeah. You're going to get a leather jacket. Now you, have a, you don't really need a helmet with a moped, right? By law. Oh, yeah. You have to have a helmet. Oh, I already got a helmet. <laughs> That's so what slow. caused that whole. At least what you, they, you're, this moped does not go slow. It's a 65 It goes mile at least 35, right? Six, well, you here, can use it on sidewalks, right? No. Here's the. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Here is the. Here is how the moped works. Anything that is under 50 cc's. Anything that's under 50 like a rubber cc's. Band. A rubber band. 50 cc's? Yeah, which is 35 mile an hour. This one, okay, so anything under 50 cc's, mm-hmm. 35 mile an hour, you do not mm-hmm. have to, in the state of West Virginia, have a helmet or a license. No, you oh. have to wear a helmet, but you don't have to have or a license. Or any moped, you don't need a helmet, right? Yes. Oh, you do? You have to wear a helmet. You can't wear it on a main road like a highway, can you? You can't yeah. drive it on one. Like your backyard around the sidewalk and playgrounds? We talking about like a, <laughs> the one that's 50 cc's? No, yours. No, it's 65 mile an hour. It's street legal. <laughs> I actually have a license for for to, to drive a motorcycle. Oh, you got a little name on it like you that? You have to have that, can yeah. You, can you put a little thing on there like to do on license plates? Like little... Yeah, you know, it'll have a license plate on it and insurance on it. <clears throat> can you pick a word? You know how people do that with their license plates? Oh, vanities? Yeah, vanities. Do you have a vanity one? No. You I won't do that. I won't I pay the, the money for that. Is a license plate like really little like you got in Cracker Jack boxes yeah. when you were little? You better hope to God you never need a ride. I will, I will drive by you, <laughs> you would, if you're going to criticize this moment. You do that now. Huh? You do that now. I do you told not. Me where you, you said, you tell me where you're going to be, and then you drive by me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do not. <clears throat> I'm going to drop you off halfway through to Gasway next Sunday and well, do your show. Well, if, just if, take Cynthia. She's got the show covered. If I've heard that once, I've heard it a thousand times already. What, they're going to drop That's you off? That's you. Tell me. I like wouldn't that. do you that You way say, look, I'm slowing down. I hope you have your tennis shoes on. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Get out. Where'd I take you flying? <laughs> oh, no, that, yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. You wouldn't fly with me? <clears throat> Come fly with me. You really okay? You really would not fly no. with me. No, it has nothing to do with you. Well, yeah, it does too. <laughs> I would never get. I've been in a little plane, not as small as yours, but I've been in a little plane where they don't have a restroom. You can see the pilot where you're sitting. All right. And there's only like one seat on one row. Yeah. That kind of thing. I've been in those little tiny planes. Prayed to God to get down safely. I mean, off. We were in a storm. We were coming back from Pittsburgh to um, Upper in West Virginia. And all oh, it, it was awful. The weather was all we were junking and jiving and dropping and oh, I said, "Oh Lord, just I do that on a get. sunny day." Well, that's what I'm saying. But I wouldn't take you on a sunny day. <clears> I mean, <throat> I take you on a day where it's real calm. I take you flying. Have, well, sunny day is not a good day. No. What is? Why not? Hot. If it's if it's sunny day and it's hot, mm-hmm. bumpy. Really, you would think the opposite. Oh yeah, wouldn't you? airplanes all over the place. <clears throat> the best not even go either. Fly in the morning. We're flying in the evening. I want to get in something that has a door that you can't accidentally open. 
Oh, I've had my door f- pop open <laughs> before. Hey, you that's know, my point. It's no Folks, big listen deal. to what I'm saying. I'm it's making, no big deal, John. No big deal. Do you, can you roll down the windows in a plane and yeah, spit out if you want? Well, you can't throw don't anything spit, out. Of, don't can, spit that's against the law. law. That's against the law to, to uh, <clears> throw <throat> stuff out of airplanes. I'll tell you a real funny one someone told yesterday. They were with, uh, I guess it was a true story, um, an actress, famous actor, just a tough character. And I'm trying to think of who it was. I think it was Muhammad Ali, <clears throat> an actor. He's a, uh, obviously a boxer. And he was in first class. And the, and the stewardess says, uh, you need to put on your seatbelt now. And Muhammad says, Superman don't wear no seatbelts. <laughs> and she said, and Superman don't need a plane. <laughs> I thought that was really good. Cool. <laughs> true story. That is that is kind of funny. And <laughs> yeah, no Superman don't need a plane. Either, I would so. take you, and you would be fine. <clears throat> yeah, mm. but all it takes is one time. You know, I understand if it's if you suck a fly into the engine of those small planes, it could knock if who? a fly. If you suck a fly into the engine, you'll knock out those small planes. Now who told you that? I just I'm not look. Making, you ride with Cynthia. <laughs> I'm a piece of cake. I God. mean, I, I I'm a piece not, of cake. Oh, Cynthia, I had nothing to do with <laughs> I'm that. I'm a piece of cake. I'm clear with you God have, and man. You will have no problem. <laughs> you ride with Cynthia. Oh, Lord. And let me tell you something. You will be fine <sighs> honey, and with me. You know, no doubt about it. Oh, honey, help me, Jesus. Can we <laughs> pray right now? What's wrong with you? You're the one. That's I got to see her later. You don't. Well, you t- you're, you're the one that just to mentioned me. that to me. You told me how scared I, you were coming here. I, you said because you were nine minutes late. And you said we were in a hurry, and you said we almost hit a couple cars. And I'm thinking, Lord Jesus, and you and you're scared about flying with me. You know, I watch a program they do that on TV, where all of a sudden they'll say, you know, in the green room, you told me that you hated this and that, which they didn't say, right? But they set them up like you're doing right now, honey. I didn't say that. Oh yeah, love right. you, honey. We love you, honey. love you, baby doll. Yeah, you better get started. Uh, you're digging a hole. Uh, no, I'm getting out of your hole. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Uh, okay, where do we go from here, John? What are we doing today? Well, I've got to go to the bank. <laughs> i got to do your show after this. See, folks, when we do this program, it's called the John John Show, but it really isn't because he tells me ahead of time, once you start, I'm out of here. Yeah. I've got That's it. I'm it's not really the it should it's not the, it's just the John Show. Okay. Folks? Yeah, but here's what's here's what's bugging me and what I can't fix. Is that the, your show's normally over at nine a.m. Eastern Standard Time? Mm-hmm. It's fifteen to nine, but we've only recorded eighteen minutes. <clears throat> no, it's not fifteen to nine. It's eight forty-five. That's fifteen to nine. Well, on your calendar it is. Yeah, and 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 but you've only recorded nineteen <laughs> minutes, so it's like your doing, show doing nothing. <laughs> it's like your show ends at nine, and and we've only <clears throat> recorded nineteen minutes. It's great to be a blessing. I guess. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm humble in it. You are. Yeah, just try to be a blessing. You are the man. You and that cup. Give it here. Here. Now, sure. Give it the man. If, to be a guy who doesn't like Coke, you're advertising quite often for it. Well, um, you, it's on you, though. See, I don't have to Well, get... I just turned it back. And so now you're good. <laughs> Actually, if you look, look over your little graphic there on the TV screen. See, okay. You see that airplane? Can you see it right over top of pay? You could just oh, at the see. top. Yeah, that's me. Oh, John, that's me. You look really good. And you'll be flying too with me. I'm gonna take you. You'll have fun. 
It'll be a blast. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about you're flying a plane. I think it's awesome that you're getting your license. God knows you need to do that. Um, But you go. It's the weather affects everything. It's like I fly today, but it's bad weather. I could go today, but I may not be able to come back because tomorrow's supposed to be bad. I'm going. How do you find an open window with two days in a row, John? You know where you're satisfied with the weather. Yeah. Well, see, the airplane doesn't know anything about weather. No. It doesn't. Whether you fly or not. Yeah, the airplane knows nothing about that. The only thing the weather. Excuse me, that's my stomach. I don't know what happened. There. But the the, um, the only thing that the airplane knows is what it knows. You know, and it, and what it knows is right up front. The nose is Get up it? front. Yes, Get it? Yes, it. That's up very front. good. Wasn't yeah. nice? I just thought of that just now. I You're mean, so that good. quick. So good. <laughs> So proud of you. So, yeah. you, yeah. you and my dog. Yes. <laughs> That's about it. We love you, John. My wife used to like me before you. Uh, yeah. I know. You You just, you, you fall <clears> right <throat> in it. Well, we'll just make this a little shorter today so you'll please. You won't be complaining about how we ran over. How about that? Ran over? Speaking of running over. <laughs> running over. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know, John. Go as long as you want. You normally do. <laughs> Have to like. Give you the. I'm done when I'm here's, done. Here's what I do with John. It's like you know he's like going on and on. And I'll go up to him and just and then he turns his back on me. Well, I had to wake you just to do the clothes. Well, but I, I do it. <laughs> just trying to be a blessing, you know. And you are. I'm gonna go comb my hair. I'll be right back. Yeah. You... <laughs> Thank you, John. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> we are on uh, paying it forward, part four on the Pulse WV Live. I'm John Sandy, your host, and uh, John Fowler, uh, my my main sidekick on the John John Show. Glad to have you with us today. As we continue on, we begin with where, where we left whoa, 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 off. Hold on, hold on a second. I'm sorry. I'm your main sidekick. Well, on the program, who, who shows this? Don't you think you're my sidekick? Oh, oh I, so you've switched it. Oh, so I'm, I'm your sidekick now. <clears throat> you caught that. I'm your sidekick, and it's my show. How's that work? That's, there's something wrong with that. <laughs> well, you know, Lord, well, hold on to your billfold, folks. <clears throat> who's who's on the longest? I should be. It should be my show, and you're my guest. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I don't really care. No, I don't, I don't either. I don't care. I don't that's, care. That's why when we say the John John Show, we never identify which one. Your one's name's with. first on this show. <laughs> it is right now. Yeah, you know why? <laughs> because of the legalities, they always get the first name first. So if they're going to sue us, it's going to oh, be you first. the first John. Yeah, so I, that's why I did that. First John, second John. Yeah, so if we're sued, it's it's. We need you. a third John. I can play third, so I can really get out of the picture. Oh yeah, you could. No, there's no chance. We're not no, letting that happen. Ain't gonna happen. No, we we'll hold your feet to the far. <laughs> far. <laughs> to the far. To the far. <laughs> Thank you, John, for all that uh, stuff. Appreciate it. <laughs> all right. What we're going to do is we left off last week. We're going to talk about five types of promises in the Bible. And uh, there are a lot of things that flow out of these promises. As we may have mentioned last week, 8,810 promises in the Bible. If you break that down, that's one per hour for a whole year. And so, John Sandy's going to recite every one of them to you. Number 809. It's, it's going to be like three this afternoon, right? Something like that. Yeah, so, John, you go get lunch. You have breakfast and bring me lunch. Yes. Yeah, do something like that. <laughs> Okay, so let's start out with the first one. How about that? That's always a great place to start. The first promise is salvation, found in Romans 10, verses 9 and 10, that if you confess with your your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
Again, that is God's ultimate promise in Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. And it says there, if you confess with your mouth um, and believe in your heart, see, what comes out of our mouth, it flows from the heart. Where your treasure is, there lies your heart, the Word of God says. So it's important that we understand that we need to mean what we say and not just in word alone. A lot of people will, a lot of people will say, uh, praying and thinking of you, and they may not pray at all, and they feel like they got themselves covered because they simply said that. So that's God's first promise, and so many wonderful things flow out of that, and that's when God starts our journey with him. Number two, the promise of freedom from sin's grip. This is in 1 Corinthians 10, uh, verse 13. And it is, I'll bring it right up for us here. From the New King James Version, no temptation has overtaken you except such is common to man. Jesus was tested in every likewise as we were. And it was important so that he could show that we can live it. And he's saying that whatever we've been tempted by is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation, with the temptation, listen to this, will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Folks, that, that tells us that there's not a single thing you're going to be struggling with or have a temptation over that God has not made a way of escape. You're going to pick where you spend eternity. Um, one person made the comment that um, that all oh, you see us as sinners, and my response would be, you know, I don't label people that. If you you know what the definition of a sinner is, a person that practices sin, and the key word is practice. That practices sin. That's what makes a person a sinner. So if you say if you call yourself a sinner, it's because you have lived out that de- definition. Can't blame God for that. You just simply are owning what you do and what you have, okay? So that's number two. Number three, the promise of provision, Matthew 6, 25 and 26. Matthew 6, 25 and 26. And it says, also in the New King James Version, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor what your body, nor nor your body, what you will put in and put on. So he's talking about how we get dressed, what we wear, what we eat and drink. And these are like the three basics other than breathing. These are the three basics of life. And he's saying, I'm going to take care of all the, the stuff that really matters. And he says, he'll even bless you beyond measure. Besides, that, he's just an awesome God. So another promise of a God, he will provide your provisions. All of them. He, he goes on to tell us that if he can clothe the bird, clothe the flowers and feed the bird, and he knows the very hairs on your head are numbered, and he knows that your feet are made of clay. See, God's got it all figured out. And so he's got a plan for you, and he's got it all worked out. If you will do his will, confess with your mouth and your heart, believe in your heart that he is Lord, and he will take charge, and you give him control and trust him. It's hard not to worry, isn't it? We all have situations in our life where something comes up and the temptation to worry steps right in. Of course, worry is attached to fear. You know, you have doubt and you have unbelief. Doubt opens the door to let fear in. Unbelief gives it a place to live. And so we have to keep that closed and guard our hearts, as the Bible tells us. 
guard your heart. Number four, the promise of freedom from fear. We kind of talked on that just a little bit. This is found in just two scriptures for you. The first one is Joshua 1, 9, and it says, have I not, um, have I not commanded you to be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor dismayed. For the Lord, your God, your God is with you wherever you you go. Isn't that something? Wherever you go, God is with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. You don't want to call God down to be with you. In fact, if you want to make sure he's inhabiting your existence, praise him because he inhabits the praises of his people. So he's going to deliver us from fear. The other one is Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord, Lord, and he delivered me from all my fear. That's in Psalm 34, the other one, Joshua 1, 9, if, you want to, <clears throat> if you'd like to write these down. So, folks, it's saying a lot to live a life without fear. But how do you live a life without fear? Well, you go back and you realize he, he's going to provide your provisions, whatever you need. Go back before that. You know if you get saved, then he, you invite him into your heart and he, he has control and he will now help you in wonderful ways. So it's a sequence of events that if we work our way through the promises, we'll find that we can have that joy, peace, and rest that he talks about. Number five, a place prepared for us. I love this one. John 14, 3, again from the New King James Version. And if I go and prepare a place for you. So he's making a promise. I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Is that exciting? He's telling us. He's promising us something. He's going to prepare a place for us, and he's going to receive us unto himself, that where he is, there you may be also. Isn't that awesome? We're going to be with him. We read about him. He said, blessed are those who believe but can't see. Doubting Thomas, you know, he had to see and touch and all this stuff to believe that he was Christ that was risen. And he said, blessed are those, Thomas, that believe and don't see. And you and I are part of a generation that didn't see what the disciples saw. So we have an opportunity for a greater blessing. So he's telling us one day we're actually going to be with him like the disciples were. Wow. That where I am, there you may be also. The next words in verse four talks of our having the mind of Christ and seeing in our spirit that which he has already paid forward, which is our topic. And where I go, you know. And the way you know. How do we know that? Because we have the mind of Christ. If you put on the mind of Christ, you have to have the helmet of salvation to protect it, to protect that mind. And you put on the helmet of salvation, you have the mind of Christ protected, and you, then your heart is changed, and what comes out of your mouth is from a heart that's led by the Holy Spirit. Because he gives you the Holy Spirit when you're saved. He fully equips you for a great journey. Just like the earth, when God created the earth, do you know the earth could have held the billions of people that live today? God created the earth to last until he comes again. We're not going to destroy it. Yeah, you want to be good to the planet. You want to be clean and take care of it. But this planet isn't going anywhere, folks. We're not that big to where we can destroy this world. So even the ozone that they talked about many years ago when I was growing up, how they were concerned about it, it's healing itself now. And water will clean itself if you leave it alone. Tides, water tides and things. I remember growing up, there was a water plant, and they would shoot water way up in the air. And what that would do is the air would flow through the water and take particles out of the water, and that was one way of cleaning the water. Where did they get that idea? 
God, by the gravitational pull of the moon, we have tidal waves. We have waves that pull up on, that wash up on shores and splash against the rocks. That's cleaning the water. God knows what he's doing, folks. He's not your town idiot where you need to take over and play God yourself. He's got it all figured out. This world's going to be here when he comes back. We're worried about a global warming. Folks, there's going to be a global warming one day when he returns because he's going to burn it up. So we're fine. Just keep that in mind. We're fine. We're, we're good. So he says, when, where I go, you know, and the way you know. God is giving you the opportunity, folks, to know what God <laughs> Jesus knows. I have a little saying that God can't do anything without first asking if he could borrow dirt from God. He, he, he has nothing over you. He can't make you do a thing. In order for us to pay it forward ourselves as Christians, we must apply our lives as living sacrifices unto the will of God. Living sacrifices. That's, you know, I said this once to a, a friend of mine. I said, it's one thing to be willing to die for your children, but it's much more to be willing to live for your children. Because we think that's so noble to die for your children, and it is noble. No greater love hath a man than to lay down his life for his friends. So it is very noble. It's awesome. But try living for your kids. We got kids running the streets now and destroying things and hurting people, shooting people. These are kids. I mean, not even adults yet. Where's the parents? Where's the living sacrifice in front of your kids? Folks, you're not an Allen unto yourself. When you live for God, you are affecting everybody around you. In fact, if you're living for God, when your life is over, you leave things that continue to minister to other people that they can pick up and pass on themselves. So, we are to be a living sacrifice. Now, let's talk for a moment about the attributes of living a Christian life. If you claim God's promises and you walk with him, I want to share with you five examples of what your life should look like. It's a little test here to find out if you're honest with yourself. Look and see when I share these five, if you are living these examples and and your, your life projects these wonderful characteristics of the Christian life. It's kind of like the Beatitudes and things like that. Do you display them in your life? I'd like to talk about that sometime. Okay, number one, the act of giving with no strings attached. Do you ever give without having some motive to receive? Do you ever do something for God thinking, well, if I do this for God, I'll get this down the road? Do you do things without any strings attached? That's the life of a Christian. Where our joy is made full in giving alone. Again, these are attributes of walking with God. So, are you one of these people that give without strings attached? Do you, have, do you have silent motives, uh, ways of projecting what you want in return? Sometimes we refer to that as passive-aggressive. Are you a person that requires something to do something for God? God is going to bless you. Your rewards will be stored up in heaven. God, you're not going to go unnoticed by God. But I say to this my wife in joking. Sometimes she'll say, right there, I submitted to you. I said, well, honey, you just got your reward because you gloated about it. And we'll joke about that. But uh, when, you want, when you want to be acknowledged on earth, you're storing up your treasures on earth. That's what that's talking about. But when you do it for God and you do things like in the, in the sense of giving alms, says to do that with, without your left hand knowing what your right hand is doing, do it secretly. Uh, you're storing up treasures in heaven. But if you want your rewards here, you can get them here. 
I prefer to uh, try to um, obey God because, see, humility is something you do. You will humble yourself. You'll make that choice. And then God will do the process after that of breaking us and getting us ready for great, great things. Number two, when we are equipped, prepared to be a blessing at any given moment. Well, this is a good one. I mentioned this Sunday in our program uh, just yesterday that nothing God will ask you to do will take you off guard because you're walking with him. If you walk with him and you're obedient today, he is preparing you for what he's going to ask you to do tomorrow. And you'll not be shocked. Pleasantly surprised, maybe thrilled, excited, and all those wonderful things. But when God asks you to do something, it's because he prepared you yesterday so that you were able to do it. I'll give you a quick quick example. God says to you, um, I want you to put a little extra hundred dollars in your wall today. Okay, Lord, I don't know why, but yes, sir. And so you go out and all of a sudden you're at a restaurant or somewhere and you got someone in front of you that may be a homeless person. Or in my case, we had someone whose car, there was an elderly lady, and her car did not work to pay for her, her meal. And I just simply said, I'll take care of that. So I can't do that unless I have the money to do it, right? How can you give away a coat if you don't have two? Because he said, if you have two, give one away. So you have to have more than you need. We need to walk in abundance so that any given moment, do you realize the more, now I want you to hear this, do you realize the more obedient you are, the closer you walk with him, the bigger the assignments? Now, you may not call them big assignments because the world looks at big assignments as owning big things. But in this, in the, in this case of the kingdom of God and what really matters, the souls of man, God may give you a tremendous uh, responsibility. <clears throat> I'll give you one other little example. How about the person that led Billy Graham to Christ? You say, oh, you led someone to Christ. That's awesome. And you go on. Look how your life is attached to that person you led to the Lord. When you witness to someone, you are forever the example of Christ in their life. They will watch your life, and we need to walk close, don't we, every day. Lord, help all of us, right? <clears throat> so we need to be ready to be blessed, to be a blessing at any given moment. You can't do that unless you're willing to obey God and equipped to do it. You have to have both. Like when I talk about when I go out and run and all of a sudden I, I end up in a conversation with someone, they may ask me a quick question or something and I'll stop running and I'll talk to them <clears throat> before I know it because my antenna is up. That leads to another conversation and sometimes to prayer. And then I go on running again. Now, I have to be equipped with the knowledge of God in my heart and what he wants me to do, but I also have to be willing and available. If I think I'm going to go out and do something today and that's all I'm doing and I'm focused on that and I'm heading home and not even considering that God may want to use me today, that I may miss that assignment or unwilling to put aside the time in the middle of my busy day to say, okay, God, you will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, that's a big statement, folks. We say that a lot. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, Really? Does, is he Lord over your day when you're recreating? Is he Lord over your day when you're going to get something to eat and all of a sudden something happens that may cause your food to be cold? Are you? Is God's will being done in your life on earth as he does in heaven? Number three, when we gain a much greater joy from the act of giving and not receiving. Now let me break that down for you just real quick. You can give... And you need to be ready to receive because pride 
will keep you from receiving. It really will. You think, well, no, I like to receive. Not if it's hard on you. Let's say someone wants to do something for you and you're embarrassed or uh, they have less than you and how can I take something from them? Do not deny people a blessing. Don't do that. That is pride. It's nothing but pride. You just need to get it out of the way and swallow and be thankful and praise the Lord for it and pray a blessing back on them. So in that form of giving, you need to be ready to receive at any moment because you are helping someone else when you receive. The second part of giving is giving sacrificially. We mentioned this. Sacrifice is better to give than to receive, it says. We're talking about sacrificial giving now. Now we're talking about a different level. This is a level that most people never get to. But God wants to get you to a level where he can now use you in greater ways because you're now willing to be used in greater ways. And it goes hand in hand. Number four, realizing that we cannot outgive God. In fact, we cannot give in the name of Jesus as much as he has given back to us. And that, let's go to Luke 6.38 from the NIV I'm reading from. Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that ye met within, it shall be measured to you again. Well, there's a lot in there. We could spend a lot of time. I don't want to spend too much time here. But let's just talk about this for a second. You can't outgive God. And we're talking about um, a big God. So you know you can't outgive him. But it's sure fun to try, isn't it? Isn't it exciting? I knew a man of God that God told him to give up everything. Now, I'm not trying to scare you here, folks. I'm just talking about the level of sacrificial giving. This is what God asked him to do. And he did it. And then God asked him this. And this, this, is, this is so awesome. God asked him this. What do you want? Do you hear what Jesus, God said? He didn't say, what do you need? What do you have to have? Because God's already promised that. John uh, and I talk about this a lot, about how God's already said uh, he's going to meet our needs. That's a given. He's already said he'd do that. But how about the desires of your heart? Do you know when God can trust you with the desires of your heart, when he knows it won't spoil you, when he knows it won't take you away from his call on your life, when, you know, when he knows that it won't cause you to hurt others? And that's what happens if we don't receive things in the right way. So let's go back to that scripture in Luke 6, 38, one more time. Give and it's in good measure. Give unto, it says here, give and it shall be given unto you. All right, there you go. You got to give to receive. You give sacrificially of yourself, your time, your efforts, your money, your finances, your, your heart. You give of yourself sacrificially. And then God says, I'll take care of you, right? So give and it shall be given unto you. Boy, that's a quick return, isn't it? I mean, God gets right to the point. If you give, it's going to be given back to you. Now, how's it given back to you? Listen to this. Good measure, that means full. Then he takes that full measure and he shakes it, packs it, presses it down until more space is created. And then when it's really packed tight, full of blessings and God's mercies and grace and healing and awesome stuff, then he pours into that space that he created himself. You didn't create the space. Folks, that that space was not created because you used some of the things he gave you. He's talking about giving you a blessing that before you have a chance to exhaust any of it, he's going to press it down so he can put even more in there. And then he's going to pack it real tight to the point where it is 
running over. Now you can pour into other people's lives. Now you have the two coats where you can give one away. Isn't that awesome? Running over. Now, this is how God works. The devil has to have a body to work through. That's why the demons asked that they could go into the pigs. They need a body to work. God chooses our bodies to work. He sent his son. He created the apostles and disciples. He created believers to work through through the Holy Spirit, filling us with the Holy Spirit. God chooses to work through us. So what does it say he's going to do? Shall men, all these wonderful things I just shared with you, shall men give into your bosom. Now, another word for bosom in the scripture is lap. Now, how do you have a lap? You have to be in a certain position. or If you're standing, you don't have a lap. But if you're sitting, you have a lap. So in other words, God wants to get us into a place of rest where we're not fearing and trusting and our faith is full. Now we are prepared to receive all these wonderful things to be poured into our lap or our bosom. He said men will give. That's multiple people. Isn't that awesome? And, of course, that's a figurative term for men, women, all of us. Listen, for with the same measure that ye met within, it shall be measured to you. Translation, do you remember the woman with the widow's might? The Lord said she gave the most. Now, you wait a minute. She only gave two pennies worth. How could she have given the most? Because she gave all she had. Now, the Scripture doesn't verify this, but don't you think that because of that, God blessed her more than the Pharisees that pour money into coffers and brag about it? <clears throat> yeah, me thinks that she got blessed beyond measure because she gave all she had. So, with the same measure that ye met within, with all, in other words, with the same amount that you gave, in other words, it wasn't what you give, it's what you have left over. So she was blessed because of what she had left over, in her case, was nothing. So she gave the most. So God looks at us to see not how much we give, but how much of what we have did we give. To what measure? And it says here, if you do, that it will be measured back to you. And likewise, how do we receive a measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over Wow, when the scripture, scripture goes on to tell us that for with the same measure you, you give or met with all, it shall be measured to you again. You can't outgive him, folks. He's going to take care of you. And I love what we heard the other day uh, in a sermon the other day driving up to church with John and Christy and my wife. Uh, the minister said, your tithe is the bottom of your faith. About 7% of Americans in the church tithe. And about 2% give 10. Folks, there's not uh, an obedience to Christ. If you can't trust him with your money, how are you going to trust him to believe for anything else? So the money's his. We need to treat all of our income as it's his. Lord, how do you want me to use it? We know that there's four ways of giving in the Bible, and tithing is the one where it tells you how much and where to put it. In the church, in the storehouse, right? 10%. Tithe means 10 so, if we are faithful, this scripture is telling us what he's going to do for us in Luke. It is because the word says, shall men pour into your bosom. Notice that more than one 
will pour into your bosom. Let me tell you another quick story before I close for today. There was a man that uh, a man of God. He was a young Christian, had a wife, and they hadn't had much to eat. <clears throat> He'll confess that he did not understand how he should operate as far. He was told that if you're a man of God, you don't have another job. That's all you do. So he believed that as a young Christian, and therefore they struggled financially. God didn't do it. It's ignorance on our part, lack of knowledge and understanding. He was praying for rent to come in. And he prayed on a particular day when it was due. And the landlord even said to him, and you call yourself a man of God, a Christian, and you can't even pay your tithe, your, 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 your uh, lease, your rent per month. So, man, he was in a place. Well, finally, one day during that month, a woman approached him and said, I want to take you and your wife out to eat, <clears throat> which was in itself a great blessing. And while she was talking to him, she said, on this day, which was the same day he prayed. Now, listen to what I'm going to tell you. On this day, she said, the Lord told me to give you this money. And she said, I'd never done it before. And I was a little apprehensive, didn't know how to go about doing it. And then she finally invited him out to eat and gave it to him. She got a word from God the very day he prayed. Folks, God hears you every time you pray. He's provided an answer for everything. How do I know that God answers every prayer? Because he did it in advance. He paid it forward. God created the universe, and Jesus went on the cross and said it's finished. God started, his son finished. It is done, folks. There's not a single thing you will long for in life that's of God, that's right and pure and just, that God has not already heard your prayer, but has already paid for it for you in the sacrifice of his son. So notice that men will pour into your bosom. Now, let me tell you another thing. Did you realize that when it says men shall pour into your bosom, did you realize that you could be that person, that person pouring to someone else? <clears throat> See, we always talk about the scripture talking to us about what God's going to do and bless us. Did you realize that if you're faithful to God, God will make you that man to pour into other people's bosoms like that woman did for that pastor concerning the rent? So be faithful. If you're faithful, God will equip you. He'll bless you. He'll prosper you. He'll help with you in your health and your future. If you walk with God close enough, the more he's able to help you. God is not holding back anything from anybody. He is telling us that it's taken care of. If you want it enough, if you will make the sacrifice, if you'll humble yourself before me and do my will, not your own, take up your cross and follow me, then I have great things for you. But he's waiting for us to have a lap. He's waiting for us to get in a position where we now are resting in him with everything. Fear is driven back. He's blessed you in every measure. Now he's going to pour into your bosom, into your lap through other men so that you now, now listen, so that you now have two coats for one to give away. Now you can bless someone else. It's an awesome thing, isn't it? Notice that it is poured into your bosom or lap. As I said, here we learn that we must prepare to receive. How do you prepare to receive? Trusting him to the point where you don't go out doing your own thing. You don't walk in the flesh. You are resting in him with your lap available to receive all that he has for us. If we do not believe God's word in receiving his blessings and promises, then we will, through doubt, as I mentioned earlier, not receive that which has already been prepared for us. Do you hear that? Prepared for us in advance. And I'm going to share later some scripture 
on that very thing, how God has prepared things in advance for us. He has paid for everything. There's not a single thing you'll go to him for where you have to ask him, will you do this? You have to believe with your whole heart, rest in him, get your lap ready, and watch him take care of you every day as we've been talking about. So it's been good to be with you today. We'll pick up on part five and talk more about what God has done through Scripture to back the fact that he has uh paid forward everything you'll ever need. Be encouraged today, folks. Wherever you're at, if you're listening to this live or on delay, you're still right on time. God is speaking to you. He wants you to walk with him. It's time for the church to get fully involved, fully invested in God's work and doing what God's called us to do. We need to be the church. When he told us that we humble ourselves and repent of our sins and turn from our wicked ways, he'll heal our land. You know what that tells us? That tells us the church is responsible for the condition of our world. We have failed, folks, as a church, and we need to get back to our first love, which is God. So I encourage you right now, if you don't know him, if you know him, but you're not where you need to be, or you need to go deeper, you realize you're a little stagnant, or you really want to go deep into the sacrificial life, just pray for Jesus to take full control right now. Give him full control of your life, your finances, your home life, your family. Give it to him and say, Lord, you can do much better with this than I can anyway. He will bless you. Whatever your dreams are, folks, if you give it to him, his dream is bigger than that. So you be encouraged, you seek him, you you call upon his name and give him your life. He says, enter your, his gates with thanksgiving and scorch with praise. What does that mean? It means with a thankful heart, praise him. Now you are in a position to receive because you put him first, you sought him first. Praises, he, he lives within the praises. He created us to minister to. He created us to have fellowship with him. So start fellowshipping with him. Spend time with him. You've got to get into the Word. You can't avoid it. You have to get in. You don't have to feel like you have to do a three-hour Bible study every day. Start somewhere. Start in the four Gospels. Add a little Psalm and Proverbs to it, and then reach into Acts. And eventually, he'll take you on into Revelations and other areas. But begin to see what his promises are. You can't claim something you don't know. But learn his promises, 8,810 promises. Start to learn some of the promises in the five I gave you. And realize that God has a plan for your life and a place prepared for you in heaven. It is an awesome journey full of thrills, romance, and adventure. So just do that today. If you want to get a hold of us, leave a comment. Love to hear your testimony, prayer requests. Um, Hit like and share for us. Let people know about this so they can get the word. And guess what? That means your blessings are attached to that because if someone gets a hold of something because you shared it, then your name is now attached to that. You're now storing up treasures in heaven. So you be encouraged today. God loves you. He's never been mad at you one day. He remembers your feet are made of clay, and he is there to receive you. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to encourage you to be a part of this ministry by tithing to it or giving to it. You can do that. Text the word PULSE to 1304-244-3187. Go to thepulsechurch.com. Give through PayPal or mail your love gift to P.O. Box 141, Gasway, West Virginia, 26624. I promise you, give and you shall be blessed in the name of Jesus. 